This is episode 40 of the Kindred Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sue Allen. Hi there, friends. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to this episode of the Kindred Mom Podcast. I am here with a guest that is very special to me. Her name is Robin Chapman, and she is one of two of the women who recently joined our Kindred Mom team to help carry through this vision of encouraging moms through the essays that are shared on the blog every month and through this podcast. So I have Robin Chapman to introduce to you today. Our conversation is pretty casual, and we just talk a little bit about Robin in her life with her four kids, as well as one of the essays that she shared on the Kinderma blog this month, which is letting go of loving motherhood and that pressure that we feel to feel like we've got to enjoy every part of this season of our lives when really some of it is really challenging and not all of it is stuff that we love. So I am hopeful that this will bring encouragement to your day. And I also have some announcements at the end of the show that you won't want to miss. There's an opportunity to be involved with something coming up in the fall, as well as an offer that we are sending out to our email newsletter subscribers later this week. So subscribe at kindredmom.com slash subscribe and enjoy this conversation. I'm really glad today to have Robin Chapman with me, who is one of the newest members of our Kindred Mom team. Robin, how are you? Hello, I'm doing really good tonight. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so glad that we finally have an opportunity to introduce you to our Kindred Mom listeners. And so I'd love for you to jump right in with telling us a little bit about your family, where you're from, and the things you love to write about. Well, my family, I've been married for, it'll be 14 years next month to Andrew. I have four kids that are one and two, and one will be six this week, and one is seven. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to have you because a few months ago, we added you and Lindsay Cornett to our team to kind of help shoulder the burden, carry the load behind the scenes for Kindred Mom. And you have been such a gift to our community. And so I just wanted to be able to dig in a little bit to your story and how we have gotten connected with you over the last year um, as you have shared different essays with us. That's kind of how we ended up deciding to invite you onto our team is that we had quite a few essays that you shared with us that we just were like, we love the heart and the honesty with which you write about motherhood. And so, yeah, we're just really pleased to have you on our team and we'd love for you to just Talk about something that is, you know, going on in your life right now. Well, most of the stories that I've submitted to you and honestly, most of the things that I write about are just, um, well, I mean, I don't have any stories but my own to share. You won't find any really deep, instructive pieces from me because I don't, I'm still really in the trenches and I don't have any evidence to say that my way works at all um, because my oldest is seven. Mm -hmm. But I love sharing about the real stuff of motherhood. My bio says that I normalize failure in motherhood and just the little kind of day-to-day, not big, not capital F failures, but the the little failures where messes are made and things get crazy and I screw up and I need grace. And currently my youngest two have fevers and weird coughs and we can't go to church tomorrow. Um, And it's fine. And there's grace even in it because even with the little ones being sick, there's a lot of sweet cuddles and just some sweet time that we don't get when they're off running around. I just love looking for evidence of God's grace in my normal 
sometimes chaotic life. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things we've loved about you is that you talk about your regular messy life. And it's with such an honesty that I think so many of us can relate to like, I've been there and I've experienced that and just kind of makes you very relatable. And it's just one of the things that has endeared me to your writing, because I think so often we're writing about the highlights and the pretty fun, great things. And it doesn't always completely reach the heart just because, you know, we're trying to clean up and do things well. (laughs) Well, lucky for you, I'm in a season where I don't have as many highlights as I have messes. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I just love the way that you capture some of the special details about how God works in your life and how Jesus not only meets you there, but also transforms your perspective using the most simple illustrations. And so I know that you have kind of been on a journey to recapture your health and the self-care for mom series that we did in January, I know has had an impact on you. I'd love to talk about that a little bit because that's had a huge impact on me as well. Yeah, it has. I'm currently, well, in December or so, I started a little side blog where I write, I started writing daily, but then my health totally tanked and I started writing more like weekly or monthly. Um, But just a day by day sort of journey to get my feedback under me because I've been either pregnant or nursing babies or both for eight years. Yeah. So just trying to reclaim my body now that I'm no longer nursing and just, just in ways that are kind to my body to like feed my body. Like I feed somebody else I love or move my body like I like it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like my body it's worth caring for and get sleep. That's been a huge thing. I'm dealing with some adrenal failure since about February, about the time I joined the team, um, I totally Mm -hmm. crashed and my Mm -hmm. capacity has just gone so far down. Um, so trying to find regular amounts of rest, plus all the extra rest that I need right now, yeah. because without it, I can't serve my family yeah. and I certainly can't enjoy them. And I really, I really think they're awesome people and they deserve to be enjoyed. Mm, yeah. Well, that's one of the wonderful things about being in this current series for May. We're talking about cherishing childhood. And I know that there are so many moments that are noteworthy and just things that we can treasure in our hearts about our kids. And I'd love to notice a couple of the things that you savor in the quietness of watching them grow and develop. What are the things that are standing out to you right now? Um, well, just today we put together we put together the trampoline, um, the mm-hmm. big trampoline in the backyard. We have to take it down. I didn't mention this earlier. I live in Fairbanks, Alaska. Mm-hmm. So we have to take it down every winter because we get enough snow that it would wreck the spring. So we put it back up and Lily, the baby who will be two in July, um, was up on it. She wasn't walking Mm -hmm. at all. She was a really late walker. So she was not on it at all last year. She was just kind of a sitter. And so she's on it for the first time and she's so wobbly still. And it's just, it's just adorable to watch her like kind of run and fall. And then Brian, my three-year-old was up there and they were just kind of piled together, hugging each other, like landing on top of each other in the cutest ways. Um, And we went on a, went on a bike ride this evening and Brian's just like sort of learning to use his balance bike and it's walking pace and kind of painful for the, for the bigger girls because they're both two wheels and happy about it. Yeah. But it was just, it's just fun to watch him kind of toddle along and, and watch the girls discover and seeing the, the gifts that they have. I, 
kind of isolated lately. Like Jenna, my oldest, isn't really super generous with with things. She doesn't want to share her stuff so much, but she is so compassionate mm-hmm. and she loves making gifts to give. And Catherine can be a little bit of a pistol. She is, she's so generous. She's found like every favorite buddy she's had for the last three years, she's given to one of her siblings Mm -hmm. because she thinks that they'll like him as much as she does. And it's sweet and a little heartbreaking because she misses, you know, her favorite cheetah or whatever, but (laughs) but it's so generous. There's a downside to being generous, I guess. Yeah, no, she's not like she's not ongoingly sad. It's just I'm just like, oh, babe, thanks. Yeah. Well, those are great. Yeah, I have some things that I'm just really relishing in this time, and some of that is my two year old is now just getting to the cusp of where he is adding humor into the mix. Like he's just cute and funny by himself, but it's kind of like, you know, making these little attempts at a joke and just then being so tickled with himself. And I just love, because we have a little bit of sarcasm in our family. We have some lighthearted poking fun and he's just jumping right into that. And so that's been really funny to see at a two-year-old level, you know? Yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about today is you have an essay that you wrote for this series this month, which I think is a really important topic for us to talk about because as we talk about cherishing childhood, there are so many wonderful, beautiful, amazing things about this season of our family's development and how our kids are growing and a lot to celebrate. But there's also the other side of motherhood where there's just some difficulty in just coming to terms with how exhausted we are and how much this requires of us. And this essay that you wrote, you kind of captured how sometimes you don't love the job that you're doing. You love the people that you are loving and you love being able to meet their needs. But the actual tasks can be such a drain on our energy and our joy in life. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your journey, identifying your frustration and disappointment, and also what you are doing in this current season to bring those two worlds together. My journey with motherhood started, you know, like anybody's does in childhood, pretty much. You know, I watched my mom, parent, I'm the oldest of five. Mm -hmm. So I watched my mom do that. And I just, I loved the babies that kept happening to our house. Uh, And I just knew that I was going to love this. I knew from a very, very young age that I wanted to be a mom. And maybe if I didn't become a mom right away, maybe I would be a nurse, like in a nursery at a hospital so I could hold the babies Mm -hmm. all the time. But definitely babies. Definitely wanted to be a mom. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever, by the way, become a nurse, just in case you wondered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had this, this image of motherhood and I saw my mom working really hard at like keeping the house together, but it, it didn't seem like that big a deal. Like it, you know, you can, you can do that work. Mm -hmm. And I saw her really enjoying the littles. I really enjoyed the littles. So I figured that that was basically what motherhood was going to look like. And what I failed to see as a seven-year-old is how much effort goes into teaching little people how to be big people. They they come out not knowing like anything and you have to teach them how to be kind and how to obey and how to pay attention to other people. They're just, you know, they start out innately sort of self-focused and selfish and and that, that takes just a lot of effort and correction and teaching to steer them towards being functional 
human people. So I realized actually embarrassingly recently, like since the beginning of 2018, I'm sure mm-hmm. that my whole picture of motherhood and, you know, what it should look like and how much I should enjoy it is based entirely on the perspective of a seven-year-old. Like I have a seven-year-old and I know how skewed her Mm -hmm. perspective can be. Like I felt pretty, pretty solid on it when I was seven, but you know, that's how it is when you're seven. So like when I was able to see that I saw the fun parts and the, you know, kind of okay-ish functional parts of motherhood and miss this whole other area, I was, I was able to realize, first of all, that that other area exists and it's not, it's not a failing on my part that it's not all fun. That part, that part is really legitimately difficult and I don't have to, I don't have to love it in order to be a good mom. That's one of the things I've loved about this essay is that it captures both sides of that struggle that you do love your family and you want to do the best you can for your kids, but that it does require so much of your heart and soul and energy and problem solving. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that go into helping our kids. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I think it is okay to acknowledge that this part of motherhood is a joy and a delight to me. And this part of motherhood is just necessary and I just have to do it. And that it doesn't have to be, I love everything about motherhood, that you can love your children without saying that every part of this job is the best job in the world. Because there's some pretty gnarly stuff (laughs) as far as being a mom. And, you know, for me, I'm coming from a little bit different of a vantage point where I did not aspire to be a mom when I was young. And I really, especially getting into my teenage and early adult years, I even then wasn't sure that I wanted to be a mom. And so my first few years of motherhood were kind of a shock to me as far as like, okay, this is what this is about because I didn't have a lot of experience with young kids before then. I had one job where I was a nanny for a 15-month-old toddler and that was a great experience that I really needed before I had my own to take care of. But as far as really emotionally connecting with the child and really being aware of all the things that go into parenting, that was a very steep learning curve for me at the beginning. And I think for the first three or so children, (laughs) it's hard to keep track because there's a lot of them now. But for the first three or so children, I was really just trying to do the tasks and I was not as invested in all of the intangible parts of connecting with and reading to and enjoying the relationship with my kids. And Mm -hmm. there was a process in there where I really recognize I am basically doing half of this job. Like all of their needs were met in a very, you know, perfunctory way, but it wasn't like my whole self was in it. And Um, I would say that I kind of went from being a functional mom to being a mom that embraced the complete role that I was being called to. And that was a really big shift for me. That's Mm -hmm. when we decided to have our fourth, fifth and sixth babies. Um, It also brought me a lot more joy in the midst of what it is that I was doing in the functional way, because there was the meaning side that all of a sudden came in of Mm -hmm. like really knowing and enjoying and cherishing these kids. So for me, it's kind of like, I think it's good to acknowledge 
you know, the mundane tasks can be really hard. And also that the relationship that we're building with our kids, if we lose sight of the relationship and the fact that they are tiny adults, like eventually they will be adults. And there are a lot of things that we're investing in in these early years that do shape who they become. Mm -hmm. Having that sense of purpose and that awareness in my parenting now has made all the difference in the world for my ability to cherish these years and enjoy even the difficult parts. Um, I won't say I love everything because I don't either, but I feel like I can get through the stuff that is the most difficult for me, knowing that at every touch point that I come back together and we kind of readjust our relationship and my perspective of who these children are becoming, it's just so worth it. Yeah. Like there is nothing in this journey that I would say, I don't want to do this. Like I want to do it and I want to do it really well because mm-hmm. of the love that comes out of seeing when you fully embrace this role, you are changing somebody's life for their whole lives. You know, that's one of the things that I've loved about this essay is just getting real about the fact that we don't have to love every part of what it is that we're doing in order to put ourselves completely in it. Yeah. And there's been so much freedom and in letting myself not enjoy parts of it. Um, you know, and like you said, there's, there's no part of it that I would not want to do like the parts that are hard are the parts that are a lot of times the most important, the correcting and the teaching when my kids are being obstinate and just Mm -hmm. oppositional, this realization has freed me up to just enjoy my kids so much more. Like if I don't have to enjoy motherhood as a whole, like with a capital M I can enjoy parenting these little people, I find myself looking my kids in the eyes more often and just seeing them. I don't know if you experience this, you'll have a moment where you'll looking in their eyes and see them as, you know, the little person that they are rather than as, you know, one more set of needs. Um, (laughs) And and it's just, it's sort of, it's sort of magical. Yeah. And I love, I love getting to see them and enjoy them. And I, it seems like something that I can do more now that I'm not trying to carry the pressure of, loving all the things. Yeah. And I think if we are too focused on having to completely love every part of motherhood, that just takes energy that we don't have to spare. Like it takes everything we have as it is to just do what needs to be done. And there is some element of our self-sacrifice and just getting serious about, well, the dishes need to be done and food needs to be on the table and there's got to be, you know, this mess reeled in and that need met. Some of that is really just how we get in the robotic mode because Mm -hmm. it has to get done. But I think seeing our kids individually and personally and tending those connections and all the ways that we can accomplish that, I think really makes it a sweet, beautiful journey. One of the things that I am looking forward to this summer is we have a total change of pace. And because we homeschool and my kids are with me all the time, it's not like it is for some moms where it's like all of a sudden you have your kids back in your house and you're, you know, from school and all that stuff. But it is a change of pace for us where we don't have as many commitments during the week that we're trying to get to and a lot more unscheduled time. Mm -hmm. And this summer, especially, I just need to set down everything, which is one of the things that we're announcing today is that we're going to be closing Kindred Mom for the next two months, starting in the first week of June, because I just really want to be present with them. And I think there is some cultural pressure to just 
keep pressing on the gas, keep moving forward, keep doing all the right things to get to the destination you're after. But part of what I really want to really live that I talk about with other moms all the time is being present and being intentional. And for me to take a a quick breather in the summer is just something that has been a long time coming. And so that's one of the things I'm looking forward to these next few months is um, setting down all of the tasks that I have been committed to and seeing where the summer of freedom takes us. Well, and in addition to being intentional with your family, just being intentional with yourself and Mm -hmm. having some time to live out that self-care piece in the summer Mm -hmm. as well. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that there's a little break happening. Yeah. What's awesome about it is it's really not what I would have chosen for myself. Last November, I had kind of proposed to the existing team at that time, these are my plans for 2018. And they're like, this is all great, but you need a big break in the summer. And I was like, no breaks, no breaks. And they're like, yes. And two months, not one month. Cause that was my original, like, okay, I will give you one month break. But now that we're upon this time, I just, they're so wise and they were so, it was so loving of them to recognize that I will just keep going and going and going Mm -hmm. without someone stepping in to say, you need to pause and rest and regroup and be able to give your best to both your family and this kindred mom endeavor. Because I really, really care that moms are encouraged. And if I am so exhausted that, you know, my encouragement is like, take a nap. (laughs) I don't know, like, because that's what I need, then um, just (laughs) the refreshment time really needed. (laughs) That's kind of all the instruction that you get from me these days. (laughs) Take a nap. Yeah. Well, and taking a nap is good. It's a, it's a good thing, but I'm really excited because we have some awesome plans for the fall and we have, it's going to be so great. We have some writers and residents who are joining us to help um, kind of capture the heart and encouragement that we really want to communicate to moms for those series topics and the topics. I don't think we have actually publicly announced those. A few people know about them if they're on our writers list, but are they on our submissions website? They're not yet. I haven't put them out anywhere. So I thought we could talk about them just a little bit before we wrap up today. And so we will be coming back in August, um, probably halfway through August or so um, with our first episodes back after the summer. But then our first formal topic in September is life around the table. And we're going to be talking about all things kitchen, all things (laughs) that bring us around the table with our families, um, the beautiful things that happen when we sit across the table from our family. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. Subtitled Hospitality and Messes. Not really. Yes. (laughs) Well, and one of the things that we're doing, and I just wanted to mention it here in case anybody has the gumption to participate. I have um, a little thing that I want to put together that has... So bear with me as I explain it, but it's going to be a resource that we want to give out to our email list, and it's going to be a compilation of um, just kind of some food and kitchen 
secrets and tips and getting kids involved in the kitchen, as well as best loved family recipes and things like that from a wide variety of moms. And if you are someone who enjoys being in the kitchen, or maybe you don't love being in the kitchen, but you have some encouragement or some ideas for which you'd love to share with our Kindred Mom community, I have a a form where you can just easily input your information and answer a few questions and share a couple of your most loved family recipes um, to be included with that compilation. So I'm putting the link to that in the show notes for this episode. Um, I do need them by the end of May. So if you listen to this at some time in the future, you may have missed the cutoff. But for those who are listening close to in real time, uh, we'd love to invite you to participate in that. And I already have about 10 to 12 people's submissions for that. So I'm looking forward to just the diversity of experiences and food challenges and, you know, family recipes are probably my, my number one draw to like... Having some, I'm so excited. Yeah, having some new ideas for my own family. So if you're interested, yeah. check out the show notes for that link. And um, that's going to be one of the awesome things coming at you. I'm ready to get some some new recipes. I'm excited about seeing what works for everybody else's family and might work for mine. Yeah. So a couple other things for October, we're going to be doing Cultivating Home. And I don't know entirely what direction that series is going to go, but I think it could lend itself to like home organization and decor ideas. I always think about things from a lot more, you know, heart level, I guess. So when I'm talking about cultivating home, I'm really thinking about how am I investing in my home culture and just the warmth and the invitation and the sanctuary of this space that we live in. And then in November, we're going to be doing comparison and contentment, which I think is a huge topic for moms, especially. What do you think about that, Robin? Yeah, super timely heading into into the holidays, I think. Mm-hmm. It feels really weird to be talking about the holidays right now. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like as we, as we head into the season of doing all the things and throwing, yeah. you know, throwing parties or giving presents to all the people and looking at contentment, and we haven't talked about this, but I think if we could talk about like, helping instill contentment and gratitude in our kids because Mm -hmm. I can be pretty content, but my kids are like, but we didn't get whatever presents we wanted. (laughs) And they can, they can get kind of whiny. I'm hoping it's a phase, but maybe it's just human. So yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Well, and we're kind of coming to the end of our time, but I'm so glad that you were here today, Robin. I'm really glad that We are working together with you, with our team, and just so appreciate all the heart and soul and time that you have invested behind the scenes that nobody else will ever see. But I just wanted to Mm -hmm. say thank you publicly and let people know that there's a a whole group of women who make this happen every month, and I could not do it without you. It is my pleasure. I am so 100% on board with Kindred Mom. It was a really easy yes. Oh, thanks. Well, I guess the last little exciting announcement I have is that we do have a resource that we're going to be sending out to our email subscribers this month. Um, It is a summertime boredom busters calendar, and it's just giving a lot of ideas that are relatively easy and or free and or could figure out how to make it happen without having to buy some supplies. Yay. 
And so we're going to be sending that out soon. And if you are not on our subscriber list, then you might want to be. And you can find the link for that in our show notes as well. So I think that's everything. And uh, Robin, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.